Hey, welcome into the Coach Bo Knows Podcast here on the Studio Soapbox Network. I'm Coach Bo, Brian O'Connor. We're recorded live at the O'Connor Advisory Group Studios. Check out all things O'Connor Advisory Group at OAGKS.com. You can interact with the show on Twitter. Our handle is at Coach Bo Knows Show. You can check out the Facebook page and search for Coach Bo Knows Show, and you'll see the first thing there is us. Uh, you can email us at Coach Bo Knows Show at gmail.com. This is episode 69.5. And as always on the point five, I'm joined by the legal counsel of the Coach Bonos podcast, the token girl. She has great legs, but an even greater mind, my co-host, Ellen Wingenter. Ellen, how you doing today? I'm doing pretty all right. Uh, we're both in sub-zero temperatures or yes. just barely above sub-zero. So I'm, I'm alive. I'm not frozen. I shoveled. So it's a good day. Yeah, I laid a shitload of salt down last night before the storm got here. We got a couple of inches of snow, maybe a two or three inches of snow. So it wasn't too bad the snow was, but damn, it's cold outside. It's like negative one right now. We yeah, it's this. not, it's not yeah. great. Yeah, it's Thursday. It's like five o'clock. Or, yeah, it's just one of those things, end of the day kind of stuff. So uh, anyway, yeah, we're recording a little bit early. Usually we do this on Fridays, but we're doing Thursday today and try to get out here and do all this stuff for the holidays and Fortunately, our schedules worked out to do this. So um, a lot going on in the sports world and in just the world in general. But uh, we're going to try to get through a few things, keep it kind of tight and keep the thing moving. Uh, first thing I want to talk about, we had a crazy NFL weekend last weekend. You want to go back on episode 69, Uncle Rico and I go through the whole thing and we talk about a lot of that. Um, but what I wanted to get that we didn't talk about uh Rico and I and I do want to get with you about isn't football related it's football related and that's the world cup finals yes um I actually got up and watched the world cup and I I you know Sundays are hard for me I I don't get up early on Sunday generally I you know have a little side hustle that I'm up late doing Saturday night not selling drugs so don't worry about it and um (laughs) I'm in bed till 10 30 or 11. Are you sure it's not robbing banks like the the chiefs aholic Oh, we'll get the Chiefs of Holic here in a little bit. Let me add that to the list. Yeah. Yeah, that is the funniest story out there. Um, but so, yeah, it, uh, I got up, we watched the World Cup. My beautiful wife decided she was going to make us French toast. And it was the best French toast I've had in, as far as I can remember. It was great. And nice. we, watched, we watched the soccer game and it was nice. And, and then she left to go play tennis and I stayed home and watched football all day. It was a great day. You had my all. Excellent. But uh, I have not watched a game that was as exciting as that soccer game was in quite a while. It, and I think it's good that you didn't qualify it by soccer game because it's any professional sporting mm-hmm. event. Um, it was super tense, especially how quickly France jumped out to that 2-0 lead. Argentina and- jumped the 2-0 lead. No, France jumped up to the two. Oh, no, you're right. You're right. Argentina. I don't know why I had it backward. Um, Yeah, and it was just really solid until that last 12 minutes of the game. And Mbappe came through. And within two minutes, it's penalty kick and then goal. And uh, and the PKs, because they tied it up again in, in extra time. And it was great that Messi and Mbappe both were the first to do the penalty kicks for their yeah. respective teams. Yeah. But I felt kind of bad for Mbappe having to watch 
France collapse as far as penalty kicks went. Yeah. Well, I, it was an incredible game. Like I said, it was the best game of any type I have mm-hmm. seen in quite a while. Um, you know, it looked like, you know, 40 minutes in, it looked like Argentina's going to run away with this thing. It was 2 nothing. Oh, yeah. It they were definitely handing the trophy to Messi already. Yeah, I wasn't even, uh, I, you know, I didn't bet on the game because I just don't know enough. And it was too, too tight. You know, I, I like to have some kind of knowledge before I can bet. Sure. So I was like, okay, this is going to go either way. We kept looking at the odds. And at one point, early in the second, I guess the second half there, mm-hmm. it was like negative 3,000 if you bet on Argentina and plus 4,000 if you bet on France. And then, yeah. and I was like, oh, I'm glad I didn't bet this game. And then, because I would have bet Argentina, but I, I didn't feel real comfortable with it. Sure. And then... They get out to the lead, and then what I saw was that when they did the substitution, they brought in uh, the, the offensive, the, the, they took one of the defensive players out, brought in one of yeah. the faster offensive players. That yeah. made a huge difference. It and did. had the penalty. Mbappe makes the goal, and then 90 seconds later, boom, there's a second goal, and you're like, yep. whoa. And I love seeing a swing in the odds then, because then it was like um, plus 180 on both of them. Sure. Like we're even money the rest of the way. And France took over. It was like, it looked like Argentina, like you were saying, that they were just going to hand the cup to Messi. And then in a 90-second peri- uh, you know, instance here, we've got a tie game. Yeah. And then you go to extra time, and then the extra time, then you have, I mean, it was just, then you have the two 15-minute times. And it's like, holy shit, this is And so a goal cool. by each side in extra yeah. time. Mm-hmm. I mean, just a phenomenal, phenomenal game. And you had the kicks to win it. And yep. I did feel a little bad for Mbappe because he like he comes out and scores and it's like you he's carrying this team. Yeah. But and the, the Argentine team was just too strong. But the thing I couldn't get over was how competitive a game it was. I, I, and I don't mean it's just a soccer game. I mean, like, I don't know that I've seen any game that was as gritty to watch as that one was. It's been a while. And that that brought me back in. I was I was happy with that. So it's a really great game. Argentines win. Have you seen all the stuff of the celebration after? Yes. And yeah, I mean it's crazy. I saw like video of people surrounding Messi's house. Yes. As he was coming in. Um, and so it's, I mean, it's pretty crazy and I'm glad it's been years since they've won it. Messi, this is, you know, this is his last world cup. I don't know how much club, um, football he's going to continue to play, but it was just, and it was crazy. I, I watched because of how the timing went going into extra time it pushed up against all the NFL football early morning yep. kicks. So Fox switched the post-game stuff from Fox to FS1. Yeah. But seeing the French president Macron with Mbappe after the game, just trying to console him was really incredible. Yeah. It was very weird. Yeah. 
you know, it's going to be hard because, I mean, especially, and we don't really get that here in America because it's not, that's not our sport, you know, mm-hmm. but the stress that those guys take on, a guy like Mbappe or, or Messi, where an entire country is looking to you. Yep. In something that means so much. Uh, that's incredible pressure. And that, that guy played his ass off. I mean. Oh, yeah, he did. It was like a it was like watching a movie. It, it was like watching a really good film about soccer. I mean, these these guys came after one another and, and it just kept going back and forth. And it was it was great. So unbelievable game. Um, we've had some weird shit happen this week in sports as well. Um, we talk a lot of baseball here, so we're gonna yep. talk a little baseball. This Carlos Correa situation, <laughs> there's some strange shit. Um, if people don't know what's going on, so Carlos Correa, the former shortstop, played most of his career for the Astros, played a year with the Vikings, with the uh, Twins, almost with the Vikings, uh, the Minnesota Twins. Um, now he's a free agent again. And as of last week when we recorded, he had con- committed to signing with the San Francisco Giants. Yep. On a big deal. Well, I guess he goes in for the, before they sign the contract, he goes in for a physical. And it looks like what's happened is that Correa and his agent didn't like what was on a physical. The Giants didn't like something, and the Giants wanted Correa to go to another doctor. Correa said, I'm not doing that. He didn't want to. In the meantime, Scott Boris, who is Correa's agent and sort of the super agent of baseball, made a deal with the New York Mets kind of overnight. Uh, It's literally Correa is supposed to have a 2 o'clock a press conference to sign with the Giants. Mm-hmm. They postpone the conference. And when I wake up at 7.30 in the morning the next morning, I find out Carlos Correa is about to sign with the Mets. Well, that's what's wild is that I get up around 6. We get up around the same time uh, with the time change. But yeah. I'm flipping through the phone before I drag my ass out of bed. And all I see is, you know, the Correa stuff. And I was like, what in the hell happened? Because the news essentially dropped in the middle of the night. Yes. So, you know, Scott Boris was doing Scott Boris shit. Yeah. And yeah. good for Korea. I mean, the Mets, they're, maybe they'll finally pull it off again. I don't know. Because there were such high hopes for the Mets coming into this last season. And they just kind of died. Uh-huh. So. Yeah, unbelievable. I uh, just, oh, I hit the wrong button there. Um, but yeah, just, I mean, I, I could not believe what happened. We see this and we go, okay. Um, yeah. And he ends up getting a little more money as well. Yeah. Uh, the Mets are spending money like a drunken sailor. It <laughs> is insane. I, I, someone aggregated the, the payout on Twitter and mm-hmm. I was just like, Jesus Christ. Good for them. Yeah. So the, the Mets, Steve Cohen is the new o- owner of the Mets. He's a multi-billionaire. He bought the Mets. This is his childhood team that he loves, and he is spending money. Um, last year, he signed Francisco Lindor, mm-hmm. your shortstop. Correa played short. Correa is being moved to third as part of this deal. Mm-hmm. They've gone and signed um, Justin Verlander, yep. uh, extended Edwin Diaz. This team is just all in. The crazy thing I read yesterday was their payroll is going to be $345 million for 2022. 
which is like fifteen million over what anyone else has ever spent. Right. It also puts them because they've overspent each of the last two years. They've been over the luxury tax line. They're now at the highest possible level of luxury tax. And so they're going to get charged an additional $114 million in luxury tax. You know, but the thing of it is, when you have a man who has bought his childhood fantasy, essentially, can spend whatever the hell he wants. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. You know, the the thing about it that no one's talked about yet is that that luxury tax gets paid and it's going to get distributed equally amongst the teams that don't, are not over that, that threshold. So if you're the owner of the Kansas City Royals or the Colorado Rockies or the um, Atlanta Braves are under that mm-hmm. threshold, you're looking at this going, hey, good thing. We'll get a few more million dollars out of this. Yeah, but the thing of it is, is that we've seen pretty consistently with these small market teams. They're small market for a reason. Yeah. But also, when you get this windfall, where are you spending it? They're not. That's that's the problem. Yeah. So yeah, hopefully this will be something where they go, okay, these extra four or five, you know, six, seven million dollars it may be. I don't even know how much it'll be. We don't have any teams are above sure. the cap yet. Or the not the cap, the um, luxury tax line. Yeah. But if say it's 20 teams, that 414 is four and a half million per team. Um, you look at that and go, wow, that's an extra that's an extra player. Right. You're at least buying somebody for a year, yeah. right? Yeah. It, I just, but and that was the big thing. Yeah. You know, I follow enough Royals fans on social media that that was their biggest complaint is that, you know, you've got new ownership with Royals. This is the first, right. uh, you know, December meetings and hot stove that they've gone through and they didn't do shit. Oh. And I know a lot of it is perhaps more focused on if there's going to be a new stadium, building that, getting that all stood up and figured out. But if you want people to actually show up at the games, you have to put some sort of a quality product on the field. Yeah. You know, and I can speak to, you know, we're supposed to speak to Kansas City on this. When you put a quality product out there, show fans up. go. Fans go in Kansas City. Um so I, I, I hope a new owner, and I don't really know much about him. I know he's from here and I know that mm-hmm. he's, but I also know that if he doesn't get a downtown ballpark, he's going to move. Well, and it's just, it's one of those things. Kansas City has showed that they will support their teams. And yeah. I think everyone wants Mahomes to either convince somebody in the NHL or the NBA to also move here or expand yeah. here or here being Kansas City. Kansas City, yeah. And it would work. I mean, they already have the Sprint slash T-Mobile Center yeah. in Power and Light. They've got the facilities for it. It's just, it's one of those things that I understand that there's a lot of ego behind these guys buying these teams. I mean, yeah. the Phoenix Suns pending sale, yeah. probably yeah. another great 
Um, ridiculous, yeah, ridiculous amount. Too. Four billion dollars, you know, yeah. but it also includes WNBA team. Um, but how much money do they need to take in before they actually invest in the thing that they claim that they wanted so much more than anything else? Yeah. Because all these people made their money somehow. Yeah. Some yeah. of it's inherited, but some of these people you know, came up through tech or uh, financial industry or whatever, but they know that they have to spend money to make money. Yeah, they do. And they think they know that you have to spend money to make money. And these, these teams, you know, like Kansas City, like, like the Rockies are as well, right. uh, that aren't spending money, you know, their fans should be upset by that. It should, there shouldn't be blind loyalty to that. As no. Fan. And I don't know how much it showed up at the pay this year, but it certainly showed at Coors that the games right. were thin. Yeah, same thing at Kaufman. I mean, you go to Kaufman, there's look, there's more fans of the opposing team many times. Exactly. Because they're cheap tickets. So why yeah. not go? I mean, look, when we went to games this past year, it wasn't to see the Royals. It was I wanted to go see the Astros so I could see my man Bregman, the Dodgers right. so I could see Mookie, the Red Sox when they were in town. Yep. Well, that's that's how it is for me. I don't mess around with uh, a couple other things. Oh, that's kind of cool. Um, sorry, I was looking up CNBC just showed something about the weather and they showed a late to Kansas in oh. the house they showed as a client of mine's house. Oh, well, that's I was fun. like, I know whose house that is. <laughs> You'll have to let them know that they might I will be have to call house. him and be like, hey, your house is CNBC this morning, <laughs> this afternoon. Um, but yeah, it's kind of cool. Uh, yeah, it's just crazy. I'm looking at that, uh, that Suns one real quick here. So yeah, you're right. They're uh, $4 billion. They're yep. getting... The Suns, they're getting also the uh, WNBA team as well. Unbelievable how much money is going through here. And yeah, I, oh, man, just, it, it makes me, I'm cold shivering. I'm, I'm colder just because it's $4 billion. Right. A lot of money. I mean, you wouldn't think that the Phoenix Suns would have been $4 billion. No, but the thing of it is, and I think we talked about this with the Denver sale, you have such a limited amount of what you can buy from. Yeah. So, and the demand is super high. Yeah. So we know that the price is going to be outrageous. Yeah. Yeah. And these NBA teams are now starting to get bigger payments because their TV contract stuff's coming up. And that's the next big one. They're going to make a, butt, a boatload of money on that as well. So yeah, they're about to double and triple some of those rights. It's going to be yep. absolutely bonkers. Um, speaking of blind faith of of um, fans, we were talking right. about that. You, know, you can't really just have blind faith if your team's not spending. There are some fans who have blind faith, and there are some fans who will do anything to get to go see their team. And to do some things. Have you? I'm sure you've seen it. This was this is the funniest story in sports, I think. Chief Saholic. Do yes. you know who Chief Saholic is? Um, I learned who Chief Saholic was. I, did too. I didn't know who he was. On Monday, I, I know who he is now. I did not follow him. I did not know that people were incredibly concerned about his actual well-being. Yes. 
on Sunday because no one saw him in the crowd at the Houston Chiefs game um, in Houston. And, you know, evidently when you try to rob a bank in Oklahoma on the way to Houston and you get caught, you can't go to the NFL game that you may have stolen from other places to fund the ticket for. I'm going to read this article. This is from the, the New York Post. Football fans took internet sleuthing to another level this weekend when Chiefs superfan Xavier Babudor went silent on social media. Babudor goes by at Chiefsaholic uh, on Twitter and Instagram had some Chiefs fans uh, supporters concerned Sunday when he did not show up to NRG Stadium where Kansas City defeated the Texans in overtime, 20 to uh, 30 to 24. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm laughing. <laughs> I see the picture of the guy now. I know. Babadar, who usually attends Chiefs games dressed in his infamous wolf costume, was arrested and booked for armed robbery in Tulsa, Oklahoma on Friday, according to court records. It's, it is wild. The state, uh, the, the statement the suspect was wearing a mask during the incident. It turns out the mask he was wearing was the wolf mask. I mean, come on. Like, I honestly, I want to know. So when I saw this and I figured <laughs> out what's going on, because I kept seeing all these references on Twitter, I was like, what the fuck? How smelly is this guy's wolf costume, including mask, all of it. If he's wearing it every single week for 16, 18-ish weeks in a variety of temperatures, that has to be the grossest thing ever. And evidently he went to K-State. Oh. And he, there was like a post- that he did on Twitter maybe a week or two ago that was like, I started as lowly warehouse worker. Now I'm managing four warehouses and I have a private side hustle. Well, we all know what his private side hustle is now. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. I, I, so I just tweeted out the, um, the link to the New York Post article. Uh, so if you so go wild. to the Coach Bono's Twitter, you'll see it. Uh, I'm looking at this guy's Twitter now. This guy's unbelievable. I mean, he's definitely kind of trying to push this whole glow up thing. Yeah. And um, I, of course, do not know the man. I hope he's okay. <laughs> so he's, um, he's being held on a quarter million dollars bond. I, I you got to think that the Chiefs people, you know, the Chiefs nation, the Chiefs kingdom can come together in a GoFundMe and bail this guy out of jail. I mean, I have to think there's probably a GoFundMe from Chiefs kingdom somewhere. I mean, come on. If there is, I want to know. I will share this on the Coach Bono's Twitter. <laughs> Hell, I'll give five bucks. I'm not giving more than five. But as long as I know he didn't put there was no violence. There's no violence involved in the bank robbery, then I will give five bucks. I believe he was armed. Did he shoot anybody? 
No, but he okay. did have a weapon. Okay. I mean, don't you have to have a weapon to bank rob somebody? No. Oh. I, I saw that George Clooney movie. So yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. If you, if you want to check this dude out on Twitter, it is at Chiefsaholic. This is some kind of dude. Yes, you are right. This guy's a K-Stater as well. Oh my yep. God. I... Is there some post somewhat recently at a Porsche dealership that he was like, oh, I'm going to buy this wildcat purple Porsche. And he was just like, haha, just kidding. I was just looking and they kicked me out. Yeah, this dude's a piece of work on here. A huh? lot of flexing going on. Yeah, this, this guy's a piece of work. I, I love it. Uh, I hope this guy ends up going to prison for a while. I hope that I hope that he never gets to watch a Chiefs game in prison. <laughs> he probably will. Yeah. Maybe he'll get there in time to watch Joe Burrow beat him in the playoffs. Okay, dude. Ding. Yeah. Get your glory shot in when you can. Uh, hey, they, undefeated. Never lost. All right. Hey, um, the other big news today, as we record this on Thursday, is we found out where Sunday tickets going. Finally, and yes. I've been listening. We've been trying to keep up on this, and I've been listening to a couple of different sources. Mm-hmm. And uh, Marshawn and Oron, the uh, podcast with the guys from Sports Business Journal and the New York Post, they are really the guys who break these stories. They're great yeah. at it. And they were saying in the podcast this past week that it looked like the the leader, like it was Apple. Mm-hmm. Apple was going to be the one that get it. And then Apple bowed out last week. They were like, no, it's just not. I guess there was a fight because Apple didn't want to go over a certain amount of money. Now that we know how much the money is, it's probably going to be $2 billion, probably the money that Apple didn't want to go over. Yeah. But not only that, they wanted some control over how the subscriptions were going to work, how these things were going to work. This has been with DirecTV for 20 years. It's insane how long DirecTV has had Sunday ticket. Yeah. I mean, it was the only reason I was a DirecTV customer for 15 years. And you are not alone in that. There are a lot of people that that's the only reason. It was the only reason that I was a DirecTV customer. And I ended up a couple of years ago cutting that cord. I couldn't do it anymore. It was just getting so expensive. Yeah. It wasn't just the expensive Sunday ticket. That was negligible for me. But what it was was having to pay for all the other packaging throughout the whole 12 months. Sure. I mean, I was spending like $3,500 a year. No, it's ridiculous. And I was like, wait a minute, I can go to the bar and watch this game and get drunk and it's cheaper than that. Absolutely. So, yeah, so I just quit doing it. And, you know, my team was the Saints and we were on national TV five to six times a year. So go 10 times to the bar and five at home. Yeah. So I, I got rid of it. But Sunday tickets now going to YouTube. Starting next season in the 2023 season, we have okay. no um, no confirmation on uh, how much the cost will be, how you get it, or anything else. That'll all come out later. Mm-hmm. But the agreement's in place. It's an eight year agreement. I'm sorry, the ten year agreement at two and a half billion dollars a year that wow. YouTube's parent company Google is going to pay. And I heard they were coming in for this. This is one of the things that Marshawn Aron said that. Google was going to make a push this. They're going to put it on YouTube. And now we're going to get Sunday ticket on YouTube. So this should make it a lot easier for a lot of people to get this. I don't know. I have not had any experience with YouTube TV um, until this past week when the Saturday games were on 
the NFL network. Yeah. And since I don't have cable, I couldn't watch any of them. And given how, you know, two out of three of them went, I was like, ah, I just kind of want to flip these games on. Yeah. Um, it's not like it's just on YouTube. It's not going to be free. No, you'll have to pay a subscription. That's what we're trying to figure out now. Right. I mean, the base subscription that I saw for my free t- trial, which lasted four hours or whatever, um, was close to 60 bucks. Yeah. So once you start aggregating that with all the other um, subscriptions that you have for any variety of services, we're still in the place where you're just kind of like, how much money is going to my viewing pleasure? Mm-hmm. And it's a lot. Yeah. And it is crazy. Uh, let's see what's going on in, in... yeah, this at least with that platform, it was a little bit easier to navigate. I will say that with yeah. YouTube TV in and of itself, as opposed to my Roku flipping between the apps or even within the apps. Yeah. YouTube well, has kind of figured out at least that you can have a drop down within the screen to be able to switch to different channels, which is really good. Yeah. It's like I got, we have Hulu is what we use. And mm-hmm. Hulu, unfortunately, you have to, you can't watch something and pull up a guide. Right. You end up going out and, and it's like, I love the I love the lie that is the commercials of the direct TV stream. Uh-huh. Or they they say you go back and forth and back. You cannot hit previous channel. No. It doesn't work on streams. No. And so that that, that direct TV one's the damn lie. You just can't do it that way. You know, got the ones Serena and Serena and this and Serena and, and you go yep. back. And, no, they don't combine. You can't have Wonder Woman and Serena on at the same time. No. You can't just go back and forth. You actually have to pull up the guide and go back mm-hmm. to the and then find the right one and then go to it. Now, luckily on Hulu, when you pull up the guide, one of the options is recent. So it shows your most recent, I think seven or eight channels. Okay. So you can go back and forth somewhat that way, but it's still an extra step. But that's because you're streaming. It's not a, a cable situation. Right. The only time I can actually use like, you know, flip back to the most recent channel is when I'm on live TV. Yeah. And that's the only time I can just literally yeah. switch between channels. Like yeah. we yeah. all grew up getting used to. Yeah. And we don't have that because with Hulu live, you have to still go through that menu. So, but we like the Hulu live. So that's what we've got. And it's nice. pretty affordable. Um, but it does take us back. We were talking a couple nights ago, actually about how many goddamn streaming services are we going to have? Right. Because like I, I'm going to sign up for Paramount Plus because there's a couple things I want to watch. But now these guys have they've gimmicked this thing up. Now they get you wanting to watch things. Like now Paramount Plus has got Tulsa King, which I want to watch, Stallone, yeah. and then they've got the new um, the new prequel to um, Yellowstone. Yellowstone, and I'm like, what's well, going Harrison Ford? I want to watch it. Yeah, and I'm like, God damn, we've already got Apple TV, Hulu. Uh, ESPN Plus comes with our Hulu, but then we've already got um, Peacock. Yep. We've already got uh, something else. I can't even think of them all. Amazon right Prime. Amazon Prime, which we, yeah, we're not getting rid of that anytime soon. Right. 
I was but really hoping that Amazon was going to get Sunday ticket. I, I was hoping that either Amazon or Apple TV would yeah. just because I have those already yeah. in place. And if I need to bump it up a little bit to cover it, that would be nice. I would have options instead of whatever's on over the air on CBS and Fox every Sunday. But yeah, yeah it's just, excuse me. Um, it's kind of annoying how I have 15 apps on my TV. I'm constantly stealing uh, logins from people from for certain occasions. Uh, credit yeah. to you on that. And, uh, and piecemealing my stuff together and still paying as much probably as I would for having cable. Yeah. Yeah, that's where they've got us now. They got us on it's it's going to be as much as cable was. Originally, yeah. we were trying to cut the cost because the cable kept going up. Right. I don't know. It, 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 I think if you find the right cable company, like if you can find one that has a couple of the streamers included, mm-hmm. like if you have um, if you have Comcast cable, you get Peacock. Right. You know, or if or if you can somehow get um, if you had that and then you had Prime, well, then you could get pretty much everything. You know, it's just that we're not going to see a package where you can get everything anymore. And we all yeah. got kind of spoiled with that. Especially yeah. like when I had direct TV, we had everything. Right. I mean, there was nothing I didn't have. I mean, I even had the Spanish speaking channel. Oh, absolutely. Like, like, let's go. So, yeah, no, uh, it was great, but it's, I upgraded my phone a couple of weeks ago and I had to go in and make sure that T-Mobile was covering my Apple TV. So I didn't have to pay for it. You know, there are workarounds in certain places, but yeah, like you said, you've got to work for them to figure them out. Yeah. You got to put, you got to put some effort into this. It's it's almost like you don't want to put in the effort. Let's just have this one thing and be done, but right. Yeah. It's just not going to go that way anymore. It's no. Everyone's figured. Everyone's figured out their way to uh, to the, the con us out of some cash. Well, so. and the thing of it is, is that even if you have cable, you don't get the content of the pluses, right? Exactly. So exactly, you're still paying for cable, and then still having to get a subscription to whatever plus you need. Yeah. In the end, it's all a con. It is, and we're all getting scammed. Capitalist society, man. Yeah. Well, speaking of capitalist societies and con jobs, <laughs> our former president started yes. some NFTs. Did you see this? You know, I, I did. I mostly ignored it. I thought the artwork was really kind of sad. Yeah, I thought so too. <laughs> I actually have the article up here from MSN and I got the the, the, the pictures of the digital trading cards. And, and I'm sitting there going, wow, he's not even close to that thing. But he does look awkward in all of them. <laughs> I mean, that fits. Yeah. Uh, one of them, he's pulling out his shirt like Superman. And he's oh got my. x-rays coming. But he noticed on the picture, the, the two rays go out. <laughs> they don't stay together. So... This con man. Well, we're just going to call him that. He's a con man. He you is. Know, he absolutely. 
and he he decided he's going to raise some money. That was his big announcement a couple of weeks ago. A week ago, right. he came out. There was going to be going to be a big announcement of the fifteen, and, and and no one said what it was going to be. People were speculating he was going to name his vice presidential candidate. Right. And no, it was that he is excited about his NFTs. Which, and, frankly, we know he does not understand at no, all. He has no. He thinks that they're they're baseball cards. He said right. that. He says they're like baseball cards, but because they're me, they're better. Wow. That quote. I mean, it was ridiculous. Oof. Now, as someone who's a member of Billion Clark, here goes. Trump described the art as quote, very much like a baseball card but hopefully much more exciting. Okay. Yeah. These are not baseball cards. They're not. You don't get to hold these. These are NFTs. Look, I think the whole NFT thing is a big-time scam. Yep. I I don't understand it. You will not be able to explain it to me to make it that there's any actual value to this. The value of something- are both a scam. We know that I do understand that the value of something is what someone else is willing to pay for it. And if someone's willing to pay for it, I guess there's an inherent value to that. Sure. But okay. I own baseball cards. I have some. Mm -hmm. I own in my collection 10 different Mickey Mantle cards. I can actually pull out my Mickey Mantle, my 1957 Mickey Mantle Tops card, say, here, it is in my hand. Here it is. There's something to that. But if you have an NFT, you don't have something. It's that non-fungible meaning you can't hold it. You can't hold it. I mean, I, it, it's it's ridiculous to me. I, I and that's why I'm like I'm I'm. It's funny, you know, because we we're t- I was talking on Tyler's Tyler Jones's podcast this week about um, FTX came up, and we can talk about that a little bit here in a minute too if we want. But okay. the FTX stuff, and he said something about that, and I said, you know, what's great as a financial advisor. I have zero clients that were involved with FTX. I have zero clients that I have helped with any sort of cryptocurrency. It's not allowed in our broker dealer. I don't talk about it with clients. If clients ask me about it, I'll give them some guidance. I'm just not getting involved. It's not, it's not suitable for most people. Sure. It's too speculative, especially yep. for older people. Yeah. Um, and then also... We don't, you don't, it isn't, you know, money. It, it's just, it's a coin. It's a digital coin. And I don't understand all this stuff yet. Again, I know something is worth what someone else will buy it for. I do understand that. But I have not understood how the crypto thing exactly works. I don't feel it recommended. It's also simply not something that is regulated. And if you're going to tell me about something as an investment and it's not regulated, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not interested. Well, and it, um, one of the podcasts I've, that I listened to is the problem with John Stewart mm-hmm. and he had a podcast within the last couple of weeks about FTX as things were starting to fall apart and crypto evidently from any kind of regulatory standpoint on a congressional level sits on the commodities committee. Commodities generally are like grain, pigs, cows, corn, wheat. They are not 
something which has been created within the internet that most of these committee members have less than zero knowledge of. And again, these are people that don't even really understand how Facebook works, but use yeah. Facebook all the time. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, your whole point of staying away from things that you don't know makes sense. Yeah. On the Trump NFT thing, I, I thought it was very funny and very explains a lot to me that they've made a, so it's NFT INT is the company behind this. And they have made a, um, uh, made it known that this money is not being funneled to Trump's 2024 presidential campaign. So I did a little bit of back of the napkin math, if you will. There were 45,000 of these NFTs and they've sold out at $99 each which is $4.45 million. Okay, so obviously the NFT companies will take some money off the top. Yep. This money's going to Trump himself. Now, we're not going to see this on his taxes or on going forward because one smart thing they did was they limited a purchase to 100 NFTs. Mm-hmm. At $99 an NFT, that is $9,900. You and I both know that anything that is $10,000 or above, that transaction must be reported. Yep. So this is a great way to funnel cash to Trump by going in and purchasing these NFTs at $9,900 a transaction. Because you ain't, these people aren't buying one or two. Oh, no, because they think that somehow they're like owning a piece of Trump in the process. And there are some people that are doing that. Yeah. But I'd be willing to bet my last dollar that the majority of these sales are in blocks of 100 and they're being done through different shell accounts. And that this is funneling cash because he's broke. Oh, absolutely. He's in need of money for lawyers and everything else because this man's going to prison uh he'll never go to prison sorry yeah i hope i mean you're probably right but he's he's gonna get indicted and he's going he is he's gonna get indicted they're Uh, gonna do something and say you know you're guilty and you're not going to prison but he's he's gonna get indicted we'll see i don't know but this is a way of getting this man some cash he is cash oh, poor. No, it absolutely poor. is. And he is cash poor and he's leveraged to the hilt. And um, it's fascinating to me, especially now that they're starting to release his tax returns. And, um, you know, the January 6th commission is wrapped and all that kind of stuff. So there'll continue to be a bunch of stuff that comes out about Trump, those around him. And it's not going to be good. I guess I just don't have enough faith in the Department of Justice to actually turn the screws. Yeah. Even though they they should, because it would curtail similar behaviors in subsequent administrations. Yeah, it's oh, just crazy stuff with our former president. It never ends. Never ends. This guy is something else. 
And I mean, and then you've got somebody like Junior coming out when Zelensky was came and addressed the joint uh, chambers yeah. of Congress. And he's like, yeah, he's just, a, you know, an international welfare queen. I was like, what? yo, Johnny Jr., I know that you haven't done anything but kill innocent animals and probably, well, he may have had guns pointed to him. Um, but what the fuck are you talking about saying Zelensky is a welfare queen? Yeah. It's just wild shit. Yeah, he's that whole family. It's oh, so. Um, let's get to a little bit of, of actual sports here for a few minutes. Yes, I want to talk a little bit about the NFL coming up. We got a be pretty decent. Now we're getting into the home stretch here. Yep. So, uh, and I looked up the schedule that we just got news today. Also, Jalen Hurts is hurt. We know he was hurt, and we didn't know how bad. We know now he's out this week. Yep. This was the game that I kind of had circled saying this is the game I thought the Eagles would lose. And now they're five point underdogs. If you've seen that yet. So I have not um, looked at the odds at all. Five point underdogs to the Cowboys. Okay. Um, named the Cowboys on Saturday. I'm gonna check to see if that's moved anymore. Now it's for sure that he's out, but he's it's been known all week he was gonna be out. Um, but we've got a couple of interesting games uh this week. We've got that. That Eagles-Dallas game is one of the afternoon games on uh, all the football action got moved to Saturday. And we do have three games Sunday, but this week, because of Christmas, yep. most of the games are being played on Saturday. There's a Thursday night game tonight that is uh, Jacksonville and the Jets. Uh, then we'll have really the interesting games to me are that Dallas-Eagles game. Um, Vegas at Pittsburgh, which I want to talk about in a different way here in a minute because it's pretty sad what's happened this week with the Steelers and, and yeah. Frank what all's going on there. I want to kind of wrap around that at the end. Um, and then Bengals and Patriots, after what happened with the Patriots last week, I want to see how they jump back. <laughs> I think they're a better team than they've played the last couple of weeks, but the Bengals are coming to town. We'll see what happens there. Um, Sunday's games are awful. Green Bay at Miami. Denver, the, the Broncos against the Rams, who are awful. Mm-hmm. And then Tampa at Arizona is the Sunday night game. Arizona so, would not have Kyler Murray. Right. That's that's kind of the funny thing, because I think they probably align these games to compete with the NBA Christmas yeah, yeah. Day ticket. Yeah. And none of these teams have shown up. Well, if you look at the times, and we're going to talk about this because P Money's coming in to do a, a little something for Christmas. Mm-hmm. He's going to do a, do a podcast on getting people updated on what's going on in the NBA. Yep. The NBA game starts. I'm going to use Central Time as sort of our marker here. The earliest NBA game is 11 a.m. And it's yep. the Sixers and the, and the, and the uh, Knicks. And then 1.34, 7, and 9.30. The NFL games are... 12 o'clock, 3.30, 7.20. So they're, they, they, they're trying to – they're not coming up at the same time. And you don't have – and NBA games aren't as long as NFL games. Right. But the, the it does seem that the NFL decided we're going to let the NBA kind of have Christmas by moving the games to Saturday. And then when they put these games together, they tried to put games together. You have – you know, Green Bay was supposed to be good with Rodgers. Right. And then Denver was supposed to be 
good. Russell Westbrook. I mean, Russell Westbrook. Russell Wilson. Wilson. Yeah. And then uh, playing the Rams, the funny Super Bowl champs. And then you got right. Tom Brady at night. Yeah. But they, because of the way the season's gone, these teams are, none of these six teams are that good. Uh, Miami's the best team out of the six. Yep. And they played exceptionally well this past week. Uh, yes. I, I was saying this week with Ricardo, if that game, if the snow doesn't start in the fourth quarter, Miami wins that game. Yes. And I was really sad that uh, Miami couldn't hold on to that in the half or in overtime. But yeah. So I got to tell you, I was at a party and mm-hmm. the whole night I kept watching the game cast <laughs> because I had bet, you know, you knew I did that three game parlay. I had the 49ers, the Vikings, and the, the Bills all in the money yep. line. And I put a, a good amount of change down on it. And then yeah. I thought I was screwed when the Vikings were down 33 nothing. Mm-hmm. They came back and won. And I'm like, oh man, I'm pumped and I'm excited. They got to go to this party. And I'm at the party and they've got like basketball games on instead because Kansas State was playing and other people are watching. Sure. I'm like, okay, I get it. So I'm like creeping into the corner, checking my phone, checking my phone. And then the party's kind of dying down and only about 10 of us left. And they said, let's put the football game on. I was like, oh, thank God. And so I'm sitting <laughs> down with one of my buddies and we're watching the game. And everyone is rooting for the Dolphins. Sure. Me and one other guy. One other guy who's a Broncos fan. And me, I'm rooting for the Bills because I have money on Right. And everyone else is a Chiefs fan. So they're like, come on, come on, Miami. Come on, Dolphins. And that snow started coming in. And I was like, yep helps this helps and then josh allen had the great drive at the end mm-hmm. seven minute drive a score two-point conversion win the game yeah and i was like okay good all right so that was that was pretty cool for me but it was it was just funny to be in a situation where like people were like my friends were yelling at me how can you be going for the going for the bills and i'm like because i like money <laughs> money is going to trump everything yes Let's be clear. I don't I don't bet against my Saints, so I don't have to have that situation. You know, I mentioned the thing earlier in the year where I'd bet on something and I needed the Falcons to win. And that's painful. And that was so because I said something, there we go. And Jen was like, Did you just root for the Falcons? And I went, Oh my God. Oh my God, no. Like I had to like start looking at myself in the mirror a little bit about my gambling habits. <laughs> so gotta be careful about that hopefully you just haven't bet on cricket again over the course I, of the weeks. i won the cricket game that i bet on it took them four days to play the damn Jesus. Game. jen asked about that at dinner a couple nights ago she says did you win that cricket game i said i did i won 20 bucks on the cricket game it only took four days to play the goddamn game that's insane i i don't really get that so all i know is i'm never going to a cricket match okay I, there's, there's, I don't think there's any way you can drag me to a cricket match. I'm not going to any game that's not complete in a day. Duly noted. Yeah. So, uh, but NFL. Hey, I do want to mention on the NFL side, we got this is the 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception. Yeah. Uh, on Saturday night, NFL Network's going to have the Raiders against the Steelers, which was the game for the Immaculate Reception, which happened mm-hmm. 50 years ago. And the Steelers were going to retire Franco Harris's number. Well, they are going to. They retire. are going to still do it. Franco Harris passed away this week. Yeah. 
What a bummer. And it's just sad. I, this is a player who does not get his, his flowers. This is a guy who does not get put on that level of greatness. And I was talking to some people about that this week on their pod, and it was, I was talking about it. And I said, well, you know, when he played, he was on this great team with all these Hall of Famers. Mm-hmm. You no, know, and you had Bradshaw at the time was like the biggest dude. I mean, he was he was huge. And then at the same time, the 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 best running back because this was the time of the running back. Yeah, we had OJ Simpson, who now we look at OJ Simpson as what all's happened in you know since. But back then, OJ Simpson was the guy. Yeah, and Franco Harris was never considered great like OJ was. And, you know, the most thing, that, but he is Mr. Pittsburgh Steeler. Yes. And even though Terry Bradshaw is the most famous Pittsburgh Steeler, Franco Harris is Mr. Pittsburgh Steeler. I mean, he is Absolutely. always the number one person thought of in that franchise. I mean, again, even as great as Bradshaw was and, and is, they didn't have a good relationship after he went three left the team yeah. and, and retired. So it was something where, Franco Harris has been that ambassador, sort of how Len Dawson was for the Chiefs. Right. And and just a guy who you couldn't find a person to say something bad about Franco Harris if you had to. I mean, hell, they remade the Coca-Cola commercial, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. I mean, it, well, that was that was Mean Joe Green. Oh, that's right. Okay, sorry. But when they had the uh, 100th anniversary commercial, Mm-hmm. And they had all the greats in the room. They redid the Immaculate Reception. Oh, nice. that? yeah! Like they, the, the ball got fumbled around, mm-hmm. and because Marshawn Lynch knocks it off the cake, okay. and then everybody go all the, all hell breaks loose. Well, one of the commercials is them reenacting the Immaculate Reception. Bradshaw throws a pass, it gets tipped, and then you see Franco Harris reach down and grab it, and. It's just sad. It, it, I feel it's very melancholy to see that this week of all weeks. He was that close, right? It was like, yes. Like, I mean, just days away from getting his number retired. Um, there are very, very few Steelers that have their number retired. Yeah. Um, let me look this up again. I want to make sure I get this number right. Uh, but it's something like there's only like two or three players that have their – there's five. Oh, I'm sorry. That's not right. There are four players that currently have their numbers retired. Terry Bradshaw, Mean Joe Green, Jack Ham, and Ernie Stoutner, all Hall of Famers. Franco Harris has become number five, and he will still become number five this weekend. But I'd love to have seen Franco Harris be there. And the fact they're doing it this weekend on Christmas night, and or Christmas Eve, I guess, and then it's against the Raiders, the 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception. Probably the biggest play, most famous play in NFL history. Yes. Anyone who watches professional football has some awareness of, of what, what that, that play was. And it was 50 years ago. I mean, that's yeah. before either of us were born. Yeah. And it's, I will definitely be watching the Fox. I honestly actually prefer the Fox pregame coverage. I, um, I just like that group better than the CBS and I just never cared to turn on ESPN, but um, I'll be curious to see what Terry says. Yeah. 
I, I imagine still Bradshaw have to was, say something, right? Yeah, I would think that Bradshaw is going to say something on, on yeah. Saturday's pregame show. I, I will definitely watch that. It's a great point. Because, uh, you know, he had a very tumultuous relationship with the Steelers after he was cut. Yeah. Because he was cut by them. And then, you know, when he went into the Hall of Fame, they made up. But he still didn't appear at a Steelers game for like 10 more years. It wasn't until like seven or eight years ago that yeah. Terry Bradshaw went to a game. And it was when they finally retired his number. And it was like, oh, wow, I didn't I didn't know that whole story. And it because, uh, you know, he was just he was not well liked by his teammates and some of the people in Pittsburgh when he played. I mean, you kind of see that on the TV set from time to time. And although now he's kind of just like the doddering old fool or whatever. But, yeah, I'm going to be curious to see what he has to say. I've always liked Terry Bradshaw because I think that he's one. He's from Louisiana. Yes, that's a big part. But also he is very conscientious of who he is. Look, Terry Bradshaw said before he went to La Tech. Instead of LSU, because he wasn't smart enough to get into LSU, uh, which is saying a lot. Um, you know, he says, I'm not a smart, smart man. And he know, you know, he knows who he is. Yeah. If there's anybody who's self-aware in sports, it's Terry Bradshaw. Yes. And he is a goofy southern guy and knows who he is. And he's just, hey, he's willing to be that guy. And he mm-hmm. I think he's always been true to himself in that way. And I do know there was an issue with him in Pittsburgh, at the, especially at the end of his career. And he was saying, hey, look, I won four Super Bowls. What the fuck do you people want from me? You know, he was the number one overall pick in the, in the draft, and he was, and he won four Super Bowls. And, and he did what he was supposed to do, right? Yeah, he was the best, player, best quarterback of his generation outside of Unitas. And he still isn't talked about with the GOATs. What was the last time anyone said, hey, you know, Terry Bradshaw's got Terry Bradshaw's one of the top 10 quarterbacks, top 20 quarterbacks of all time. There are not very many that have more than four Super Bowls. No. I mean, or to even think that there aren't that many that have had at least four shots. Yeah. And he was goal. And he was the MVP of all four games. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. I think that guy didn't get credit. No, I would love to sit down and have a beer with him. Oh, Definitely. God, he'd be incredible having put the beers with him. Absolutely. I like your point, though, about the Fox pregame show. So we also mm-hmm. watch Fox. I find the CBS pregame show to be unwatchable. It, I, it is just, I don't know if it's just too stiff or if it just feels almost um, everyone on that set and I love Nate Burleson. I like Burleson. He's the only one I like. He is the, and even JB. It's just, I get the sense that I'm too stupid to watch that pregame because of the ego that sits on that set. With, and it makes it, I, even at halftime, I don't like watching it. With Phil Sims and, and Boomer Esiason, it's yeah. very New York. Um, New York centric yeah. and very New York sports talk. Which they sense. both do, right? They do, yeah. But it's it's like, and to me, that 
that's what I think has got, got me off guard on that. Like the only time I, Nate Burleson's great, and he's doing better away from their pregame show and other yes. stuff on CBS than he is on CBS pregame show. James Brown's great. Um, I don't think there's a bad host pregame anywhere. Um, those guys have just been doing it so long, and he's so good. Sure, but I look at it and go, the only time it's been interesting in the last few years was when they put Jim Rome on a couple of times. I was like, okay, but I also like Jim Rome. You know, he's not everybody's cup of tea. Like Jen hates right? Him, but I like Jim. So, but it, otherwise, yeah, I, I I don't like Boomer. I don't like Phil Sims. I think Bill Cowher's most overrated coach, maybe in the history of the NFL. Oof. I I would tell him that too. I'd be like, you should even be close to a Hall of Fame. That's ridiculous. Um, it, yeah, I just think they're they're all very uninteresting. And you yeah. go to Fox and you've got these personalities. You've got Terry Bradshaw. And that's what it is. You've it's got, just so stiff got, on the got, Yeah. You've got uh, Michael Strahan. He's got a great personality. Yeah. Jimmy Johnson, who, I mean, he's near the end now, but Jimmy Johnson's been great over the years. And and then they bring in, um, you know, Howie Long's been there forever and a day. And right. he doesn't have the great outgoing personality, but his interactions with the others are so very good. good. And even with bringing in Gronk, yes. as they have this season, yeah. whether it's been remote or on air, and I would honestly say even Jimmy being remote, like he has for the yeah. last couple of seasons, and he's gone on set, what, two or three times this year, um, has been good. But yeah. yeah, like, I don't know. It It just seems much friendlier instead of and maybe this is just me being a woman and having been mansplained to all of my life, but I very much feel like CBS is mansplaining instead of just enjoying that. the game of football for what it is. Yeah. Um, you know, the one I think is getting just as good though, is that Sunday morning there. Have you seen Amazon's Thursday night pregame? So I've caught some of it early in the season. I like the cast of characters. Mm-hmm. But so like tonight, I won't watch it because KU tips off it in the next 45 minutes and I'll watch the KU Harvard game (laughs) instead of turning into um, the pregame. And normally Nicholas has basketball practice during the pregame. So I don't necessarily have it tuned in on my phone while we're sitting at practice. Um, But I do like that group of people. I think. The, the couple of times that I saw them together, it's a good chemistry and it's a lot looser, more towards the Fox side uh, okay. and the CBS side, which is, I, I don't know. It's, I really think CBS stuff is just far too buttoned up. Yeah. I, I also just love they have Krista Thompson on there. And I just, I think Chris stuff is great. I Fox should have, it, it It'd be hard for Fox to replace. Um, oh, who is it on there? Um, Kurt Menefee. Oh yeah. But if you had to, she'd be my first choice. If I had well, to build, if I had to build one of those from scratch like Amazon did, she'd be one of my first choices. Well, I, that's why she still does so much of the personal interview yeah. interaction. I think that is the ultimate goal, yeah. and I think she also anchors their pre pre game. Correct on yeah. Fox. 
So uh, yes, yeah, does the Sunday morning. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't get to watch that very often. So yeah. I, I, and the one with her and Michael Vick and somebody else. Um, um, it's yeah, it's Michael Vick, the dude who went to Michigan. Charles Woods. Yes. And then, uh, they have a different insider yeah, that's yeah. there, but, and it's okay. Yeah. What little I've watched of it. All right. Well, Hey, before we get out of here, we got to catch <laughs> up on our picks for the week. We oh, shit. Do our yeah. seniors picks for the week. Um, so what, uh, want to see where you, what you're at on picks here for this week. I've got, I'm going to update our stats here. We are sitting I'm almost there, Ellen. I'm almost at 500. I'm 14, 15, and one. We're going two and zero last week. You went two and one last week, and we're sitting at 11, eight, and one. Um, this is a this is a tough week. There's a not a lot of like the easy pickings for me, but I've got two that I'm going to go ahead and roll, and I'm going two favorites this week. I'm taking the Detroit Lions minus two and a half against Carolina. I like I like what my lion my lions are doing. They're the official the official team of the Coach Bonos podcast. We're rolling with them. Okay, we love our Dan Campbell, and that was yeah the fighting Dan Campbells. I'm taking them. The Lions are going to win out, and the Lions are going to the playoffs. So I'm taking the Lions. I'm even going to lay the two and a half here. So I think they win. By okay. And then the other one, I'm taking the goat. Which goat? The new one, the G A, the G E A U X T, okay. Joe Burrow and the Bengals minus three against the Patriots. Okay. Um, this is two road favorites. I realize that, and that sometimes will bite you in the ass. But I'm taking the Fighting Dan Campbell's and the Fighting Goat, and I'm not going to look back. So that's my picks for this week. Do you have anything for us this week? Um, I'm going to say that Harvard will cover the spread tonight Ooh. against the Jayhawks, which Harvard plus the 21. Yes. Um, I think that Indiana game was a lot and uh, we'll see. Hey, I want to thank the Jayhawks for that one because I actually bet on the Jayhawks in that game, and that was pretty phenomenal. Um, I will take the Nuggets on the money line for tomorrow. Oh, okay. Let me see here. And they're playing the Trailblazers here in Denver. It's currently a five-point spread. Um, I got it four and a half, so you're laying a four and a half. Okay. Well, you want the money line or you want four and a half? No, money line. Money line, um, that's going to be at minus one ninety five. Yeah, it. Uh, their game Tuesday night was a lot of fun. It came out. Christian Brown had his first NBA start. They finally were clicking on a bunch of things, uh, and so it was enjoyable to watch. And oh. I might just go to that game tomorrow night. It was not enjoyable to watch for me. Well, I'm sorry. You know your because your rule of Memphis being your team because they always win when you bet on them. Lost. I didn't bet on them this week, though. I did not bet on them good. in that game because that I, that was a good game against Denver. 
I didn't want to – that game was too close for me to for me to put money on. Actually, the Grizzles were like a one-and-a-half-point favorite, and I was like, I'm not laying points to Denver at home. That's just not happening for me. Yeah, no. But the Grizzles, that's the official team of the Coach Bono's podcast. And, um, yeah, I, we're looking forward to them on Christmas night against the Warriors. Uh, P Money is going to preview that for us. Okay. But um, yeah, there's no Steph Curry in that game, so God only knows no. how many of the Grizzles are going to win by. So um, uh, Steph's interview with TNT on the sideline during that next game was great. I didn't see it. I've heard people talk about. It. I haven't seen it yet. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, and then I will take a third because oh, the going third home. game gonna gonna go Homer Central. Uh, because the Chiefs cannot cover the spread, taking the Seahawks to cover. Okay, Seahawks. Right now, plus I'm 10. seeing a ten. Yeah, 10. I'm seeing a ten point so spread. I I was talking to Tyler Jones about that one, and I was last week. One of my picks was the Texans plus fourteen. Chiefs haven't covered in seven weeks now. Nope. You have. But I to wonder take- now if. Vegas has seen that, and or is it is the ten a good value yet? I'm not going to know till after this game. So, if I'm going to watch that game, the Chiefs are going to win. Yes, that's my live play. That's like the yes. one where I will watch the game and make some bets during the game. Yeah, we see how this thing goes. What would be really great is for the Chiefs to get for the Chiefs to kick off Seattle to go down and score, and it'd be mm. seven nothing Seattle. And push that spread clear down to four. Yeah. If that happens. I'm jumping all over the Chiefs. But they will not cover. I, I agree. I don't think they'll cover 10. Yeah. They haven't covered a double digit one since they beat the Rams six weeks ago. Yep. And they haven't covered any games since then. And so it's, yeah, I, I don't disagree with your Seahawks thought there. And I, I considered putting something down on that. Um, that might be one where you think about doing a teaser. You pick your three games, you tease them down by six, and you know you'll be within a, a few points. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's worth considering. So that yeah. those are my weekend picks. All right. So um, let's, re- let's reply. You could be put these back out there. You got Harvard plus 21 and a half versus Kansas yes. on Thursday night. Denver on the money line at minus 195 on Friday night. The Denver Nuggets, to Denver be clear. Nuggets, Denver Nuggets, yeah. And then Seattle Seahawks plus 10. Yes. You know what I'm doing? I'm throwing $10 down on a parlay of your three picks. I'm going to do gonna that, do I think. I'm going to do that. And then I'm taking the Lions minus two and a half and the Bengals minus three, both on Saturday. Um. Let's, uh, yeah, that'll be kind of, so don't forget, we want to thank Caesars for sponsoring the podcast. Uh, if you go to our show notes, you'll see the link. You can get a $50 sign-on bonus. Plus, your first bet up to $1,250, Caesars will give you free bets up to that amount on your first loss. So, look, guys, if, listen, if, if you're listening to this podcast, don't bet a 1000 bucks on a game. No. I mean, I, we were talking about this uh, on Tyler's show, and it was I decided how much you should bet. Here's how you should know how much you should bet. Tip money. Yeah. 
how much do you tip somebody? If you are a person who goes and tips $5, $10, or even $20, that's how much you know you can spend on a game. Person who can spend $1,000 on a game is someone that $1,000 is tip money to. Correct. That is one in a million of us. Yes. Don't fuck around. Don't make, don't make these problems with this. So be safe, be smart when you bet. You work with Caesar, Caesar Sportsbook. We appreciate everything they do for us here to coach Bono's podcast. So uh, you got any plans for this coming weekend? We got Christmas coming up. You got any big plans? Uh, we're going up to my brother's up in Boulder. May go to the Nuggets game tomorrow. And then uh, Nicholas flies out to his dad's on the 26th. You come into town. Yep. And then um, I'm flying into Kansas City for New Year's Eve weekend and hitting the uh, KU Oklahoma State game on nice. New Year's Eve and the Chiefs Broncos game on January 1st, thanks to my darling friend Sarah. So very cool. Stay warm. It's going to be cold out there. It's not going to be bad. It's going to be yeah. in the 40s at 11. That's not bad compared to what we're dealing with right now. That's compared to what we're dealing bad. with now. Yes, that is that is very true. So, yeah. Well, thank you. Uh, kind of how we're going to go from here. We are going to, this will come out on Friday. P Money will be in. We're recording Friday for a special Saturday evening podcast. He's going to preview all of the NBA action for Christmas Day, as well as kind of give people an update who haven't been paying attention to the NBA. He's going to tell you who's been good, who's been bad, who's been a surprise, who's been a disappointment, and get you ready to go. Because now the NBA season really kind of starts. Yeah. Christmas Day. So we're going to have that for you. That'll be out on uh, Saturday. So we'll have a couple back-to-back days. And then we're going to be out for a week. No podcast next week. Um we're going to be, we obviously have Christmas. I'm going to be traveling. I'm going to come and see Ellen as well as Uncle Rico uh, next week for a couple of days. So it'd be great to see everybody from the pod. But instead of trying to do a bunch of stuff, we're just going to have some fun. So sort of the, the Coach Bono's podcast uh, holiday party, if you will. <laughs> Let's plan so, that. We haven't. Yeah, so we can do that. Yeah. So we'll do that. And then uh, it'll be a lot of fun. But we'll be back after that. We will be back with our regular pod. Uncle Rico and I will be back on, I want to make sure I get the dates right because I don't like being wrong. The second? The, um, the third. Tuesday. Tuesday. The third. The third. Okay. Yep. yep. And then we'll be back to our normal schedule that week. So, yeah. So no pods between the 25th and the third, um, unless I decide I get froggy and want to do something, but I'm probably not. So. so here's the uh, Merry Christmas birthday shout out to you then well, in advance. Well, Merry Christmas to you. Since and, your, and your birthday and... is on the heels of Christmas. So yeah, I know you guys I... will have a great Christmas, but also happy birthday to you. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, I don't really do a whole lot for my birthday. So I know. Yeah. I get to, my birthday present to myself this year is I get to go see my two friends on the 28th, 29th. So pretty great. So I'm looking forward to that. So. All right. Uh, let's get up out of here on that. So thanks to Tyler Jones, everybody at Studio Soapbox, for all you do behind the scenes. Most importantly, thank you to you, the listener. Don't forget to rate us and review us. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, anywhere you get your podcast. We appreciate every five-star review. Uh, until next time, uh, I'm Coach Bo, Brian O'Connor. That is Ellen Wingenter. And have a great weekend. Remember, your time tokens are non-refundable. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Be safe, everybody. 
Take care.